Alrighty, guys, welcome to a special Wednesday night musical osmosis mini episode where intellectual dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your <laughs> musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you as always in the shadow of Hurricane Mountain here in Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co host, calling in all the way from Charm City, our pal Odell Norman. Odell is swell. Did anybody what ever is up, say man? Odell is swell when you were in school? Man, I got the Odell, yeah, yeah. And, and and it was one of those things where they would say it and then they would wink or they would like give you that giggle like <laughs> like I had never heard that before. Even especially when I was a kid. Oh my god. Hey Odell is swell. Uh, and I'm like, Yeah, you're a hell. But no <laughs> uh, At least you didn't go first grade to about ninth grade. Nick to dick, Nick to dick. Yeah. That's see. like when Bachelor Party came out, like when I was really little. Oh, and they see. had that yep. stripper character, Nick the Dick, and that was like yep. my name for like three grades. I hated it. <laughs> that or and then it became Nickelodeon. Oh, I was like, gosh. come on, man. Get some you're like Trump. Get some new material. <laughs> wow. How many people has Trump put the prefix little on? Little oh, Marco and Little Rance Priebus and all, like, all, everybody he just kind of wants to slam. It's embarrassing. That's all right. Thing. <laughs> Let's get the girl who always brings us back to Earth, D, the producer. Always I'll try not to go guy. too far off topic. Yeah, mm -hmm. the digital stink guy. <clears throat> you can try. No, um, you know, I don't usually get really into most of our musical guests just because I don't, I don't listen to things that I can't sing with. Um, you so, said this for the last like 10 episodes. I, I am so no, we're, we're getting good, man. We're getting better. <laughs> yeah, you guys really you really are. I actually after hearing this song, I just texted our oldest who is a fresh adult and ready to take down the patriarchy and she actually wants to be a psychiatrist so that she can challenge gender roles and do speeches and do therapy for people who are in transition and just all these great, amazing, huge brain things. Um, and I text her, I was like, Hey, check out this band. Trust me. Just, just trust me. <laughs> I think yeah, I turned Nicole on to him today too. Yeah. Um, she got a new Facebook and added me and she's like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was telling her about the show and I sent her one of the videos. I was like, check this. She's like, Oh, holy shit. Give me this. Like, you got to send me the link once this shows up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's awesome. what it's all about. And Odell, right? you turned me on to this band because yeah. I'm always asking you. And one of the things I love about this show is, like, since I got out of music, maybe in 2005, 2006, and until I started this show, I know I did it for a little bit in 2013, but then we brought it back with you in 2015. Right. That has given me an opportunity because when I first did, I just had like the gits and all these bands that I was into. But now I've kind of branched out to getting turned on to new music. Yeah. Either like yep. otherwise, I would still be listening to like just my descendants and like fucking bull weevil CDs. <laughs> oh my! And then no, no, that, I'd really be in for it in the car. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been uh, it's been one of those things. It was um. And it was funny. I I I, and I know we'll get into it uh, in a little bit, but it wasn't like I had. It's funny how you know a, a lot about a band, even though I just I literally just heard about them uh, maybe uh, seven months ago, eight months ago. Wow. But it was one of those things. I was at work, bored out of my mind, and I just put in because um, I was 
you know, Nick's always asking, hey, do you know anything or what are you looking up? So I just put in uh, Baltimore um, punk music and, 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 and they were the first to, uh, to pop up. And nice. as soon as I popped up, the video for uh, um, Class City uh, popped up. And um, I listened, I was like, holy crap. And then I just sent the, I literally, I think I sent the link to Nick that day. I was like, dude, because I'm always trying to find bands from around here too. Cause um, I think uh, Baltimore has Baltimore, Baltimore, DC, the whole, this whole area has a lot to Mm -hmm. offer that. I don't think the the public really gets to see. I think it gets overshadowed sometimes. Well, one thing that really gets on my like loving it list is when a band captures the energy and the mood of the city they're from. Like, Avail sounds like Richmond. Pegboy yeah, right. sounds yep. like Chicago. And War on Women just captures how I think of Baltimore. Like, they just capture that city. They sound like Baltimore. And that's yep. something that I really look for in a band is I, you know, I can usually tell where a band's from, if not by city, at least by region, West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. But there are right. some bands that just sound like where they're out of. And War on Women sounds like Baltimore. And that's always yeah. a, in the yep. plus column for me. Heck yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, speaking of awesome bands, very in- unique and wonderful bands, our next episode will be March 21st, and we are having a four-way episode that day. It's going to be a little extra long, so make sure you guys keep an eye out on our Facebook page. You sound like you're about to announce like a pay-per-view wrestling event. I feel like it. And in this <laughs> It's a fierce musical four-way. Yes. <laughs> Fight. Um, no, it's going to be really, really cool. We're going to start a little bit early that day because we've got so many cool bands in, but we're going to have Abby the Spoon Lady, which I, I love, um, Oakley Doakley, which I haven't heard yet, but the fact that they are all Ned Flanders just thrills me to death. Uh, Max awesome. Sabbath, <laughs> which of course does metal McDonald characters. I, I can't Black wait to see Sabbath it. Sabbath song. Uh, yes. As McDonald. That's... But they're real hush. They're an enigma that we're having their manager, mm. Mike Otto. Oh, there you go. They're very shh. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also having Cowabunga Pizza Time. And yes, yes. I'm curious to see whether they're going for classic Ninja Turtles or Michael Bay to Ninja Turtles. Because I think I would like them much better if they went classic Ninja Turtles. I um, would like some <laughs> Vanilla Ice Ninja Turtles. <laughs> How do we get that back in the mix? I know, right? Oh, Ninja, oh, God. Go. <laughs> Don't give me. Thanks. Leave, no, I'm gonna leave have that alone. Stuck in leave, my that, head. leave that there. It's stuck in my brain. Just let Vanilla Ice go back to appraising houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, on the next Big Brother. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be March 21st. Um, and then April 4th, we're also going to have Charlie Harper from UK Subs. Woo, yay. Oh, my goodness. Don't forget we're having Cecily from uh, or Cecily from the Baboon Show. Oh, yeah, Cecily from uh, Baboon Show is coming on. Um, and then this Sunday, we are going to have... <sighs> I, I don't even know how to describe this person. Uh, we're we're going to have Ember Knight, whose movie I just watched, and I'm not quite sure what I saw. So, no, it's it's good. She's great. Yeah, um, I wrote her. I was like, what a beautifully bizarre 42 minutes of, like, cerebral cinema. Like, it was just totally off the yeah. wall. I, I wasn't oh, wow. quite sure when to laugh, when to cry, when to go have a cigarette. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, but, yeah, we've got a bunch of good stuff coming up we've um 
really quick. Also got Nicholas Brandon from I Buffy the Vampire. Just about Play. to say that. Yes, we've got the Xander. And I'm kind of excited about that because we actually met him a few years ago and he was the absolute sweetest person that day that we met. Like we had our youngest took a picture with him and he's like, wait, 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 I think I blinked. Do it again. Okay. Does that look good? Do you want to do it again? I'll do it again. Like, and Not off just... to that, you know how I have no filter. And he's like, oh, wow, so you're a fan of the show? And actually, and I was like, actually, I don't even like Buffy. And, I, and when it came, when it escaped <laughs> from my lips, I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, oh, that's cool, dude. It's not for everyone. And I right? was like, wow, what a sweetheart. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I knew since then, like, I started podcasting maybe a year after that. And I knew since then, I was like, I'm gonna, yeah. I've got to get that dude on the show someday because he is a complete sweetheart. Oh, yeah, totally. He, he's just, he's a doll. Um, so I can't wait for that, but tons of great stuff coming up. And then we're going to start our brand new, um, in place of the summer shows. Cause you know, usually we have these fun, you know, just crazy. We'll decide to do a show one day just because something funny came across our Facebook feed. Um, so instead of the summer show, we are having... Tin Candid. Tin Candid. And I have to find a way to keep it fun and not turn every episode into, holy fuck, mm-hmm. look what Trump did today. Well, I'm going to have to <laughs> find a balance yeah. so every show is just not me ranting and frothing at the mouth about Trump for 30, 40 minutes. i tell you what, I think I'll do a little bit on each show with the weirdest thing D saw today. Just Yes, the, talk the, me the down off that list. Yep, there you go. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about today because I want to get Sean in here. Today we have from War on Women, an activist band, a band that I've been sweating. You know how I am. I get turned on to a new band. I listen to them incessantly over and Mm -hmm. over again. Um, Lead singer, Shauna Potter. Shauna, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am awesome. Doing good. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Oh, no, thanks for having me. And I, I actually got inspired. I wanted to tell you my nickname story growing up. Do you mind? No, no, please. <laughs> no, please. Bring it. <laughs> Is this an exclusive? <laughs> Probably not. I will talk to anyone that will listen, unfortunately. Um, fortunately for you. But uh, yeah, my last name is Potter. So oh, boy. <laughs> for a little while, me and Harry Potter were enemies. Um, and then I actually bothered to watch the movies, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is all right. Um, and now I'm really proud to have the last name Potter. Everyone can spell it easily, um, and that's great. But only one time did someone kind of say something weird or inappropriate. One time on the bus in middle school, some older guy was like, uh, hey, Shauna, do you want to? Like, he was saying that was my name. He's saying that. Oh, movie. boy. Shauna, that sounds like a horrible, like, thing from Greece. Like, yeah, from Greece but... of, like, hey, Shauna, you want to? Yeah, <laughs> Shauna, do you want to? But immediately, like, like, like a, like a reflex, I instantly just yelled, not with you. And everyone on the bus laughed. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> and then Bowser went to the back of the bus and hung his head. <laughs> and that is how uh, my feminism began, I guess, you know? <laughs> That is awesome. Beautiful. And third grade, <laughs> there was a girl in our class who peed in class, sitting in her seat, and her name was Jennifer Potter. And unfortunately, the cosmos had deemed her Jennifer Potty, probably until she went to prom. Yeah, she got cool. that name. Oh, man. Ugh. Poor girl. Yep. The universe is a cruel mistress sometimes. This one goes out to Jennifer. Yes, yes, this episode goes out. Jennifer Potter, if you're listening, find me on Facebook. All right, 
Let's talk some music and activism. Um, as I was saying in the intro, Odell turned me on to you guys. I'm really glad he did. I am a person, and I've said this a thousand times on air. I'm from the punk world. I am much more. I much more pay attention to the lyrics than the actual music. I'm a writer myself, and I really like listening to music that charges, like really charges me up. But I feel like over the past ten years or so. Punk rock has kind of lost that social, politically charged thread, and it's starting to kind of get it back. I know MDC and some other bands have released albums for the first time in years because of Trump. But do you feel like punk rock has gotten a little bit too far away from its roots? Or is this just a natural like ebb and flow of the way any kind of movement goes? Or have we gotten too flow. far? There's a little bit of ebb and flow because... Um, one, people get complacent if our, you know, president is not super terrible. Uh, right. You know, they just get comfortable and they don't think they have to fight as hard. Whereas when someone like Trump is in power and oh his boy. whole administration, we all we're all pretty inspired to to do something about that. We all get <laughs> a little angry. Um, so yeah, I just think there's a comfortability that that you know people relax a little bit. But I'll also say I think that's just you know, the music that we hear that actually makes it to our ears, it has been filtered through some way. I think there was a period where maybe it's before Bandcamp was really leveling the playing field the way it is yeah. today. Good but point. it was like post, you know, actually being able to hear a good band on a major label. So there's this weird time period where like you might not have been getting all the good music that was being made. Like we don't know all the music that was made because it was still a little regional maybe not reaching us. And I think now, thanks to Bandcamp, we can really choose for ourselves um, what, what we take in and it, and it allows for people that don't have the means to buy expensive equipment and um, get a record deal or whatever. Um, you know, people of lesser means can make music that matters to them. And a lot of times that means marginalized people, you know? So I think we're getting more music from folks for those few few reasons and i'm really happy that we're able to well and let me say this and this is one of the reasons i really respect you i did i did my diligent homework and i read a bunch of interviews with you and you're somebody who obviously is not afraid to speak their mind and speak to issues you're passionate about but you're also not afraid to speak out about things you see wrong within your own community our own community exactly. the community yeah. um so let me ask you as kind of the go-to person on this at least in my mind what do you think the punk community is doing better now than it did 10 years ago? And what would you say is the thing that needs to improve most on? I mean, we're, we're obviously doing a lot better with gender. And the thing is, you know, women and, and trans folks have always been making music. Um, but it can be really difficult to want to keep doing that um, when you don't see yourself on stage or you don't feel supported. Um, so actually supporting non cis male bands um that has definitely gotten better um but there's always room to improve you know like unless it's 50 50 uh then we're not we're not actually achieving equality right so i think i think we can always do better with that and just like any area of art or music or creativity i think we're all uh having a reckoning these days with the me too movement being pushed to the mainstream i think that yes thankfully i think every yeah every community 
can now move past the the first step, which is always believe the victim. And now let's move into now. What do we do? <laughs> what do you do yeah. when you believe the victim and you actually have to hold someone accountable? Like let's actually hold people accountable um, for their actions. And and that's what we're finally getting to. Uh, which in a way, now that we're doing that more, it makes believing the victim easier. Like people are just doing it more automatically, which is fantastic. Um, but we need to actually start providing consequences for sexual violence um, towards like women and femmes and trans people. And once we start doing that and actually using platforms like, uh, or methods like transformative justice, right? And mediation mm -hmm. and actually giving people a chance to grow and do better and unlearn some bullshit uh, that they've learned over the years. Like once we actually start building people up and, and, and letting them, giving them a chance to be a better person, right? And not commit violence anymore. Uh, then I think we will really transform any of our communities, whether it's punk or just Baltimore or whatever. Um, but we have to actually do the work and and let people grow. And that's really difficult to do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Odell, there are a lot of fucking, and I say this as a guy, I mean, even though I consider myself Greek, because that's where my family's from, I'm perceived as just another white dude, and that's fine. But I think there is a lot of very arrogant, like, bite into a Slim Jim macho men out there. And just trying to talk to people like that, that is that is a huge obstacle to get over, right, Odell? Because you've seen me well, try to do it on my page, and the backlash has been fierce. Right. And, and, and unfortunately when, and, and I hate to go back to it, but when you have somebody that represents that as the quote unquote leader of the free world, um, it gives them even more ammo. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so you get a lot of, you get a lot of that, you get a lot of sexism, you get a lot of racism, like, and it's not, it's not even, I remember years ago, um, uh, friends of mine used to ask, do you think racism is gone? And I was like, no, no, being, being African-American, no, I know it's not, it's not gone. I, I see it all the time. I said, the problem is, I said, I said, unfortunately, there's laws now. I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, there's laws that prohibit, you know, people from doing what they were doing to, for say, my folks or my grandparents and things of that nature. But I just said, it's, it's tame. And it's, it's still lying, but I see it. I know what it is because I've been educated on it. I've been told what to look for, things of that nature. I said, but now that filters off, especially once you had, um, you know, for example, once you had President Obama uh, leave, who was, you know, the first in a lot of things. And then all of a sudden you bring in um, a person like Donald Trump, which is the, basically, and, 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 and if you put politics aside, just the nature of the person, um, you know, if, if President Obama did a, a snippet of what this guy has done, he wouldn't even made Could it out of the front door. imagine Obama said, door. I'd like to take the guns first and worry about due process. <laughs> Dude, if yeah, he said yeah. in 2009, America would still be on fucking fire. Well, I mean, look how crazy it was when his pastor or whatever was, quote unquote, he said, goddamn America. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's a freaking terrorist. He's crazy with, the, you know, these crazy people. But it's just like, no, now you have that leeway. I, I remember reading an article um, not too long ago, and it's called uh, The First White President. And, and it was basically on Trump and basically how that older white male and unfortunately white female class 
basically elected him in and, 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 and it was a very poignant, um, I wish I could remember who wrote it, but it was a very poignant article because it's like, it's almost like they're grasping and, and unfortunately, well, fortunately for us and unfortunately for them with, you know, I wouldn't, I, I would say a little bit in our generation, but that generation under us and the, and the, and the, and the millennials, the ones that you see now, especially that are just like, you know what, we're fed up with this crap. Um, we're, we're, we're taking this to the streets, which I always believe is the best way to do it anyways is, you know, you yeah, want something bizarre. done. Yeah. 46 year old. I'm looking to our kids to save our asses. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you know, and it's, my it's parents one, were looking at me just not to like wreck the fucking trans am. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm looking to our kids, like save us from this, please. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm instructing my kids. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah. my kids are nine, you know, five, uh, we'll be five and two. And I'm, in, I'm showing them ways. Like, look, this is what this is about. This is what this is about. You can do this. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do this. Oh yeah. And, and they're know, doing and it. Let me tell you our, our oldest, I told her, I said, okay, I've signed up on the national site. I'm going to organize a March or, you know, like a walkout on the 14th with everybody else. And she's like, we're already doing that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm, I've already been doing that for days. Like she was already on top of it. She's like, we're doing it, mom. I, I don't even care. I was like, okay, well, you know, if you get suspended, you're not in trouble. Just, just say, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let Shana me throw is- this back over to Shauna because I had said on a post the other day, cause I get so angry when people put down millennials and they're like, shut up, you Tide pot eating, blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, dude, my, my idea of rebellion when I was little was to get drunk. So drunk. I fell asleep and I got my fucking head stuck in a porch railing. Like that was rebellion to me, and now you have these oh, dear guy. in Florida literally fucking up a sitting senator's career. So you want to tell me again how they're a bunch of lazy and self entitled millennial like Tide Pod eating liberals? Like it's just it infuriates me how these parents talk about their own youth. It's crazy to me. Right. It's like you're the one raising them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they don't acknowledge that. Oh, it's all video games and this and that. It's just the lack of accountability just floors me. I mean, when I was younger, um, like I didn't really become political until I was in my young 20s. Um, and younger than that, I was very apathetic because I thought, well, I'm not 18. I can't vote. And therefore I can do nothing. I have no power. So what's the point? I just didn't pay attention to politics because I thought it didn't apply to me. There's nothing I could do. And looking back, I feel really sad for my younger self. And I, and I wish that I would have known that I had some power, but I think today being able to use social media and being savvy about it, um, Mm -hmm. It, it 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 opens up uh, the ways that they're able to affect change where I, I don't know that I would have been able to do that kind of thing, you know? And and I think it's absolutely worth critiquing the, the fact that the mainstream media is really supportive of these group of kids because mm-hmm. it's mostly white kids, you mm-hmm. know? I, I, I mean, I think living in Baltimore, me and Adele, it's pretty obvious to see, like, our black youth do not get the support <laughs> from mainstream media. No. They yeah, forget about yeah. us. They don't like they, us here. No, they don't. I mean, I, and I can, like you said, I was, it was funny. You mentioned this, my, the, 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 the church I go to our pastor, he's very, he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. He's just, he, he, he's just awesome. So he did one night, he did a thing on a social revolution, like basically revolution, like revolution from the ground up. So I asked him, I was like, 
where do you start? And he was like, he was like, you know, he's like, oh, I hate to say this, but it starts with basically you got to like, there's it's basically he was saying how, like, if you want to affect change in this, in, in, in Baltimore city, he was like, you gotta, you gotta affect the pocketbooks. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, not go to the big businesses in, in, in Baltimore mm-hmm. city that give to, you know, these politicians and, and commissioners, the, the money that they fund to keep freaking redoing Fells point or keep redoing Canyon. Right. Meanwhile, you know, West Baltimore is like freaking burning down. Yes. And then, you know, and he was like also saying, you know, how social media is so grand that people, you know, like with the kids, he was like with the schools, for example, Sean, when, when the schools were freezing cold and you see all these pictures coming out of all these kids in like coats and, and the center of a room and teachers aren't getting paid enough as it is. And they're buying equipment and they're buying supplies. He was like, you know what, if they, he's like, don't even announce it. Just like get up and walk out and say, you know what? <laughs> I am not freaking coming back here until this is done. And he was like, I guarantee you, you would have everybody walk out and you would have the teachers walk out. And, yep. and he was like, that's how you affect things. You know, you don't, you don't have to go and, and burn your city down and all that. But he was like, you got to get it from the ground up. And it's the same way when you talk about the African-American um, youth. I mean, look at the, the, the justice system here in Baltimore. Look at the, the, the crap that's been going on for the last month with the, 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 the police and, and, and the fact that there's, yeah. you know, one out of every 10 black person male has either spent time in jail or will have a felony. So most of their rights are being taken away. So they, when they do get out, they can't vote. They don't have a voice. They end up going right back to where they came from and then they're right back into the system again. So instead of educating and, 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 and going that route, it's, 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 it's a lot. And it, it really is. Yeah. The city is wild, but it does, it does make me like, I, I'm glad that the kids in our town at least like have phones where they can post these photos and let people know, like we're freezing in here. Yeah. Um, we have no water or whatever. Cause it, cause I feel like I, as a white person, I would not have heard that story in like 10 years ago. We wouldn't have even no, known. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't and have at known. least, yeah. at least other people can pick it up on social media and it can, it can be amplified in a way that it couldn't have before social yeah. media. But then it's like, yep. okay, well, now it's up to the people that are actually in power to do something about it. Exactly. Exactly. And now you got to hold their feet to the fire, which, you know, a lot of these, you know, parents and kids, I mean, because a lot of these parents have come up in the same system. So mm-hmm. they're to the point where they're working two and three jobs or they're doing what they need to do. And then all of a sudden they see a picture from their kid, like, mom, this is what we're in right now. And then it's like, oh, hell no. You know, yeah. I, no, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, it's- All right. Well, listen, I want to pivot this over to some music, but let me ask you this last thing <laughs> kind of politically, Shauna, because you do have such a fierce voice. We're 14 months into the Trump regime, as our other co-host Fern likes to say. How has the past couple of years since like Trumpism has really kind of come on the scene affected your music and activism? Has it just charged everything up even more? Or are you keeping like a steady course like you always have? I, I had to actually take some time and to i had to take a break it was <laughs> it was literally depressing me enough that i i it's like i couldn't respond i felt like you know worn women has been around for since 2011 and mm-hmm. so we've been doing this thing for a while 
And we've been singing these songs and singing about rape culture and reproductive rights and, and trans rights and all this stuff. And uh, in my mind, I'm like, maybe, maybe in some small way, we're helping to make headway on these progressive right. issues. And then to just be like, for America to be like, nope, you're not <laughs> like, nope, yeah. all the work you've done. No, we're going to put Trump in charge that. It, it just, it just, it was depressing. And so I, I took some time off. I couldn't write any lyrics. I didn't know what wow. to sing about. Like, and you know, I've been, I've been a musician. I've been playing in bands since I was 12 years old. So I've, I've done it long enough that I know that if I, if I, if I need to take a break, take a break, it'll come back. You're right. Don't like, don't freak out. Don't stress out and about writer's block basically like it comes in waves and so i just allowed it i allowed mm -hmm. myself to just take some time off because i've been fucking fighting hard for a long time it felt like yeah i felt the same way about the podcast and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when i had that meltdown well, i used to do just a political podcast we still did the music one but it was our flagship show was the ignorance equation i did with a far right guy who just turned into like this trump dude that went off the rails and after yeah, that it all exploded yeah it was that was fucking crazy yeah. Like I, I took down my Facebook for three weeks. I didn't watch mm -hmm. news for three weeks, and I had a detox from it. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's that's how we're able to stay in the fight, and mm -hmm. and that's why they throw so much shit at us every day. They know they're going to wear us down. So as long as we recognize, if if I I saw this wonderful quote online that you know if enough of us actually resist mm -hmm. and engage, then we'll all have time to take a break because we'll know that hey, someone else has got it right now. Yep. And then when you need a break, I'll I'll be back by then, you know? But we all just have to stay engaged, and then it's fine if we take breaks. So I took my break, and then, of course, eventually it starts pouring out. And and so, I don't know. I think the only real, like, Trump-related thing is I, I, I was trying really hard not to write about Trump on our new record. Like, I actually didn't want a song about him. I didn't want to give him the credit. Right. right in a way i and I, and I, and another part of me was like you know who should be writing about trump is white dudes like mm -hmm. like i don't <laughs> i don't think as a woman i have to like be like you know i don't like what trump says about women it's like it should be pretty fucking obvious that we don't care for that and so why don't you white dude talk to your other white dudes about how you don't like it what well, that's why exactly. I love what Eminem did. And you notice Trump will go after everyone. And I was like, oh, man, I'm waiting for Trump to go after Eminem. And he never did. And then I saw this interview with Eminem. And he's like, I'm kind of disappointed because I had a right? full arsenal of shit. You know, Eminem's like playing fucking chess. And Trump's yep. playing Connect Four or Hopscotch. And Eminem's thinking 16 moves ahead. He's like, I would have destroyed that guy. Oh, yeah. And I think Trump was smart enough to know I could go after a lot of people. But I can't it's go after one of them. Yeah. Yeah, he knows he knows who to go after and who who you know. Yeah. Right. right. He jumps oh, yeah. on Jay Z. Like it's like it's obvious. Like he he loves white men. He doesn't love anyone else, and it, and he loves him. And he only likes white men because they look like him. So right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think it's it's very it, it's very telling that you had to take a break because, like Nick said, he had to do the exact same thing, um, and you know, being someone who sees him every day and I'm sure someone who saw you every day probably saw the same things. It's, it's so hard, man. It's like, I know yeah, there, there was no people... consoling me. I no. was brooding around the house. <laughs> there there were not. I mean, and I get, I was like a 
ghost. <laughs> he was. I get that there were people who said, you know, oh, well, when I heard the news that he was elected, I cried. I didn't cry. I did feel nauseous, which doesn't happen very often. Mm. But I just couldn't believe, like, I thought we had this, you know? But so it was like, it was like you did all of these things before this to try to make the world better. And then somebody just punched you straight in the face and you had no idea. Well, I was one of the few people that knew Trump was going to win. Yeah. I knew after the Pulse shooting and we were in Virginia Beach at the time. And I think it was like early July, the Pulse shooting or late June. And I said, Trump's going to be our next president. And because the reaction no to the way. pulse shooting was so divisive and hateful, yeah. I was like, "We are like we are going to have to have Trump come in, mm -hmm. because that's what America's going to need to get over like this horrible like oh my god eight years like this black guy was in charge I can't take it like I knew after the pulse shooting well, that America had fundamentally changed. I just thought we were better than that, but you know what? It really does make me feel a lot better to see. I mean, to have you know bands like yours who i mean your message is so solid and so Amen. completely straightforward yep. thank you and then to have kids like ours who are like you know what no well we're How all finding we just... hope where we can and yeah. i'll say i'm guilty of it man like i had no idea the institutions were gonna hold like this i had no idea so many people would be activated that have never been in a march in their life i had mm -hmm. no idea that the courts and the media was going to be checking the shit out of this guy right um shauna or like here we are 14 months later since he was sworn in do you are you surprised that we're not in more of a shambles than we are or are we about where you thought we would be no, I, I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't been impeached yet. Honestly, like I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked every day, but I'm no longer shocked that I'm shocked. So it gets rid of a little bit of stress. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I do feel like I, I, I feel like, you know, when you create things, you know, which I play in a band, I don't like to be like, I'm an artist, but like I play in a band, I make music. I've been I've been a songwriter for a long time. Like this is I perform. This is what I love to do. This is a thing that I'm good at and I enjoy and I can share it with people. And I feel like okay, well, I should just keep doing this. And but who who is going to actually check him on this shit? Who's actually in charge over there? Mm -hmm. Who actually has the power to make something happen and to like like, why does it not matter? All the weird, oh my God. wild I things ask that he myself does every day. All the time. Even logistically. I say, take all the politics out of it. The White House has a, t a fucking higher turnover rate than a Fort Lauderdale Hooters. Why is that not bothering these no, no, people? No. Who you're, you're, that's not quite accurate. You're asking everyone, why is this not working? You're not just asking yourself. You're asking all of us every single day. What the hell? Is, why is nobody checking this guy? And we're like, yeah, well, no, they're checking him, know. but why Who's it doesn't matter to right. those people who still yep. support him? All right, let me ask you this, Shauna, because the band, of course, War on Women is very socially conscious. Um, you're also very active in Baltimore in your community. You actually launched a Baltimore chapter of Hollaback. You also mm -hmm. teach a workshop called Creating Safer Spaces. At this point in your journey, do you feel like you're now, do you kind of define yourself in your own mind as an activist who's using music to get your message out there? Or are you always a musician first in your heart? Oh, um, damn it. 
(laughs) (laughs) I, I think of myself when it comes to creative things, I actually think of myself as a performer first and I happen to play music and that's what got popular. But Mm -hmm. I, I've always loved being on stage. I've always, um, you know, in school I did drama competitions, right? Like I've, I've, um, like, yeah, I'm a decent guitar player and everything, but like, it really is about performing and and connecting with an audience in a live situation, whatever that might be. Right. Right. So, so there's that, but then, you know, we were doing this band and we kind of, and I started the Baltimore chapter of Hollaback kind of at the same time, which I'm sure really says something about where I was in my life. Like I needed to do something right to make an impact to 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 talk about these issues related to street harassment and and gender-based violence and at some point thankfully i guess you know war on women was getting popular enough that i needed to throw more attention that way in order for it to grow um and so i kind of had to choose and i decided to take a step back from, from the everyday, you know, running of Hollaback. Like, it was like I had two gigantic hobbies and you can't right. do both. And, you know, neither pays the rent. So, like, right. I could not do both. And I had to choose. And I, and I had to kind of come to terms with the idea that I could do my activism through the band. That it, it could be more important than just singing some songs, you know? And that's, that's when it kind of solidified for me that I, I really can talk between songs about whatever I want and make it clear that wherever we are should automatically be a safer space. And if you have any issues, come talk to us after the show kind of thing. And, you know, we did warp tour last summer and I was like, well, we have to, we have to do something more than just play warp tour. So we, we created this project to, to teach people about how to be good bystanders when they see some shit go down, whether it's racist, sexist, whatever. And, right. and once, so once I realized like, okay, there's just gotta be an extra spin on this whole war on women thing. And, and then I felt, I felt better. Like I could be a performer and an activist at the same time. And they didn't have to be separate. I didn't but have to That's choose. interesting though, right? Because your former band, I'm going to probably butcher this name. Avec. Am I saying that correctly? <laughs> Avec. 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 You- yeah. You play guitar, and now you've been pro- kind of propelled into this vocalist position where the spotlight's on you with War on Women. All eyes are on you now. Does being on the mic like empower you, and now you feel like you have more of a platform to speak about the issues you're passionate about? Or does it just amp up the stress because now you're like, wow, I have to make sure I'm framing <laughs> everything like just right because I want to be beyond reproach. I don't want anything to have some kind of stupid backlash that negates this whole movement. Well, it, it is unfortunate that any time that I think any of us as progressive people, we recognize that uh, we eat our own. Right. <laughs> um, and, 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 and sometimes that can be really frustrating when you're the one that actually fucked up, but it, it really is a, it's a good thing. It, it, I look at it, I try to look at it in a positive light. Like you're right. I, I should, I should be the best person I could be. I should be the best ally I can be to others. Uh, I, and, and having a bit of spotlight on me, helps helps motivate me help, helps keep me on my toes and make sure i don't get complacent and like ah, i'm fine i have nothing new to learn you know and because the fact <laughs> is i do we all do right so so i don't know it's like a good pressure 
um, to try to be as, as like fucking progressive and perfect and PC as possible. And then when you're inevitably not to actually sincerely apologize and make amends. Right. Right. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine shedding the guitar and being on the mic and, and I'd say back in the, my old band of Vec, it's not that I couldn't speak about anything I cared about. I, just, I think right. I just cared less. I was just more apathetic. And, I, and I'm, it just, it just, the timing of everything just really coincided and, and gelled. And that might be why War on Women resonates with more people than any other band I've been in. Because right. maybe there's a sincerity there that they can feel too. Because I certainly feel it. Well, I know, I know, um, I know as, um, I have actually have an Avex story. I um I played in a band. Uh, well, yeah, it's been a minute, but we uh, the Fallen one, and we were two black guys and one girl, and um, we actually played. We, well, we were playing at the Auto Bar, and um, uh, it was our first time playing. And I don't know if if it was Brooks or not, but uh, um, we get there because I I literally me and my um, now wife we used to live uh, um, across the street from the Auto Bar off of West Lorraine. Oh. So we were lit- literally, it was like walking distance to the auto bar. So when we played there, um, I think we played with like Appleseed Cat. It was a huge show. It was like our first time playing there. We were all like, so of course we got there real early. Like they said, load-in time <laughs> was at this time. We were there like 30 minutes before load-in time. Yeah. You're not and, messing this um, up. <laughs> no, no, not messing this up at all. And we get there and I don't know if, if it was Brooks. Did, did he do sound there? Yeah, yeah, he still yeah. does. Thank you. Okay. And that's how I got to know you guys was because we got there so early and one of the bands got lost. So I actually had to give them directions, uh, to the auto bar. And, um, and so we got to talking to uh, Brooks and he was like, yeah. And so it, which was pretty cool. Cause we got to do sound, we got to do the sound check and all that good stuff. And, um, and, and we just got to talking and Brooks was like, yeah, I'm in this band. Avec. And he actually gave me a little, uh, uh, a little demo that you guys had. And um, I actually saw you guys not too long after that. So How wild. when, yeah, yeah. So when Nick, um, not too long ago, was like, "Do you know?" And uh, if um, if Shauna was in any other bands, and I was like, I was like, I've seen her, <laughs> but like in ba- <laughs> but you know, you, you know how it is when you go to shows in Baltimore, you pretty much run into Dude, the, the, the same. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I've seen her. Then all of a sudden, I did. You know, as I was doing more research, I was like, I got it. And then I. I sent the information to Nick. It was so funny. That I was yeah, like, you were so happy and excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Real gotcha like, journalism like, there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the big story. All right, let me kind of um, ask you this, and then I want to move on to your new album. And actually, I want to talk about something else on your other album as well. Do you think when you have this big platform, because one thing, and I have said this a thousand fucking times on air, one thing that really pisses me off is when an entertainer or performer states their opinion, which expressing yourself for a living is kind of what entertainers do. And they're like, shut the fuck up, shut up, shut. Like, do you feel like a performer who has a big platform and a big fan base has a responsibility to speak to whatever issues they're passionate about? Or are they okay with just kind of being like, I want to keep that world completely separate. I don't want to bring that into my art in any shape or form. I don't know. Did you see this thing recently where Dolly Parton was asked in an interview what she thinks about Trump or or something related to Trump? And and she was like, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just going to talk about my music. I don't Mm -hmm. talk about politics. And and then he was like, well, the interviewer was like, well, but you do care about things and you promote reading 
for kids. And so you, you do talk about some issues. And she was just like, nope, not this time. Yep. Thank you. Good night. She said, no, yeah, which is kind I just of don't talk about anybody. I just, you know, I just, I know I have a lot of different fans and they like a lot of different people. And I have my own opinions of everybody, but I just don't choose to share though. I was like, really, really, <laughs> like, so someone like Dolly, who's like, hello, like an icon. Um, if yeah. she doesn't say anything, we're pissed. If she does, someone would be pissed. And frankly, you know that she's got like NRA loving fans and she also has a huge uh, gay following. So like yeah. maybe she's protecting her fans from each other. You know, like I can see how it can be a weird place to be depending on what kind of artist you are and who your fan base is. Um, exactly. So, you know, you know, I'm I'm happy. I obviously think that the more people speak out um, on about progressive issues, then the more it can change minds if they have like real conversations and and all that. Um, but I think it's really easy to be like, well, I don't like their opinion, so I don't like that they're giving it. But if I liked their opinion, I would love that they were giving it. Yes, I see that hypocrisy all the time. And you remember Odell when we had Buick on from Friendship Commanders. And oh, he, I know Buick, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. awesome. She's you know right in here in Tennessee in Nashville. And I was talking to her. I was like, yeah, you have some stuff that kind of leans on the countryside. And do you ever have guys that like are like, oh, your music amazing. And then they find out you're in friendship commanders and they just totally lose their shit because <laughs> you've kind of broken that image of like, here's Buick doing the solo stuff. And she seems like this down home country girl. And then you hear how and amazingly passionate she is in friendship commanders and mm -hmm. wearing a suit and going like, Oh my God. So you're right. I never thought of it that way, but maybe she is protecting her fans from each other. That's a good way to put it. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm giving Dolly a lot of credit, obviously, because I'm sure you can tell I'm a fan, but. Uh, oh, well, like up the road from Dollywood. Oh, she yeah, did a lot after the fires. And that me. that woman, the stuff that she did and the stuff that she put up with and the stuff that she refused to do, mm -hmm. man, that that woman. <laughs> she, <laughs> that doesn't lady, she strike yeah. you as like kind of a quiet hero, like the way Prince was? Like, like she yeah. does her charity. Like she's just not bragging about it, but she's doing it because it's the right thing to do, and she has money yeah. to do it. That that's, that's how it. she just strikes me as like a good person a decent person and so like she's like why would i get in the middle of this bullshit and also like dolly should have the right to be like y'all take care of this yourselves yeah <laughs> right. and also you don't want to tarnish her and i always say you can only have shit thrown at you for so long before you yourself become shitty and i'll be the first person to admit i've kind of become a shittier person since all this trump stuff has gone down like it's impossible <laughs> to be in the political arena like i am and not kind of be shitty to people. And not, and I'm just talking about the people who come at me aggressively. All the people come on my page and just start, like, really coming at me. And I've just turned into an asshole where a couple years ago I would have extended an olive branch. It's, and now, you know, it's, it's easier to be snarky when there's just so much <laughs> shit to be snarky about. It's true, but I, I, I think about it when I think – so I'm not an expert in every fucking issue, right? Um, I really do concentrate on harassment, gender-based harassment. Um but focusing on that, I'm able to sort of connect the dots to other issues, right? Other forms of communication, um, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So when I, when I think about uh, where, what do we really need to have going on when it comes to gender-based violence in order to end it, um, 
we we need we can't just be like oh you harass someone you abuse someone you rape someone well get out get out of our town fuck you you leave you know we can't do that because they're just going to go somewhere else and do the same thing so i see how actually having these really tough conversations is necessary if we actually want anything to change so i'm so about diverse tactics people need to be marching in the street other people need to be talking to their family at Thanksgiving. Other people need to be signing petitions. Other people just need yeah. to volunteer to do childcare for the people that are marching in the street. Like we need it all, as long as we're all doing something. Yes, what we're doing everyone fronts fights on a different front. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's fine as long as we're fighting. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. And speaking of snarky, I've got to mention your song. <laughs> My band, you, no. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I got to mention YouTube comments because I love <laughs> the fucking song. Snarky is actually the word I would use to describe it. It is so punk rock in your face. It's everything I think punk should be. And I saw this question a couple times on the comment thread to this song, and I was like, "Oh man, nobody kind of answered this." So let me say it on air. Was this song like people were asking, like, "Oh, well." Did this? Did these comments come from one particular song, or are these comments just like from a bunch of different comments you got on YouTube? Oh, few. I thought the question everyone would be asking is, "Why are you such a cunt?" or something like that. Okay, I can answer this one. Um, so, no, they did not. They did not all come from one song. They came from multiple videos, and and some didn't actually come from YouTube. That's an exclusive for you guys. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. To the two people that might care. Um, no, it just, I just, I started, when we first started and people were really, you know, starting to catch on to us, I was just collecting these comments. I was, I was cutting and pasting. I was screenshotting. Like, I wanted a record of these because it was so fascinating to me. I just thought it was hilarious. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I, eventually I was like, I kind of knew I was going to do something with it. So I was like, all right, well, I need a record of this so I can find them again. Um, and I just, I just used the best of what I had at the time. And, and for a long time after recording it, actually, I thought, well, when we do it live, I can do like a different comment every night. Like I can change it up like literally every night. There's so many comments. And, and eventually I'm kind of too lazy to do every idea that I have, but eventually I was like no longer entertained by comments and and it started to really drag me down and now i i don't read them at all like i don't give a shit what anyone is saying i don't want it in my life yeah you can't do it all the time yeah Yeah, so i'm i'm in a phase now where like that does not interest me or feed me in any way so i've i've let it go and and kind of the same with you know uh i'm sure every every feminist at some point in in his or her life um mostly women though probably have some like moment of uh so, some time in their life where like uh law and order svu is a really amazing escapist tv show to them and be- and i don't know why but it is and <laughs> eventually that no longer was cathartic it was just like yet another reminder and and i think when the issue that you care about and are affected by becomes more mainstream and more people talking about it it, it kind of mm-hmm. feels like you can't escape it anymore um 
that's when I was like, okay, I'm turning off SBU. I only want to watch weird sci-fi stuff or something, or, you know, like <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with what actually affects me in real life. It's no, no longer cathartic. And that, that is true for well, reading the fucking comments too. I don't know if you're even looking at the comments, but I went on and we're going to play say it here in a second, but I went on say it in particular. I looked at a bunch of different comments and say it had some negative comments here and there, but overwhelmingly it was supportive and positive. So, I mean, it, it doesn't, and that's a powerful song. I mean, if anything was going to trigger some yeah. alt-right asshole, it would be that song. But, <laughs> yeah. but honestly, like, it seems like a lot of people are kind of getting what you're doing. And I'm not seeing, like, I mean, dude, I've had a harder backlash by saying it's cold in Chicago today. Right. And people are like, shut up, climate change, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you're yeah, that used was fun. to yeah, like I just we got in Chicago in June for my birthday, and I was like, "Damn, Chicago!" Because I'm a guy who's always out there putting my opinion. I was like, "Damn, Chicago!" I wish I knew it was going to be this cold today. I would have brought a jacket. And people like my comment thread was like, "Fuck you, climate change, motherfucker!" And I was like, uh, "Okay, you're wrong. It's not cold." That's yeah, fake yeah, news. It's not fake fake weather. news, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, like, I think you're, you guys are getting a lot of love and support, and I'm glad to see it, and I think the tide is changing. I think these guys are a little bit not being able to defend Trump as much, and they're being kind of run back under the rocks. We'll see. We'll see what this new record uh, inspires them to do. <laughs> yes, the voice of a generation. All right, let's play Say oh, It. Yeah. And now I want to come back and just real quick talk about the new album because we got to get out of here. Okay. D, you want to hit it?
such a fucking powerful song, yes. man. Hats off to yes. you. And the video along with it, too. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I've, I noticed with you guys is your videos are very spot on with the, with the, with the songs. Um, I don't know if the same person does. I know, at least for Glass City and, and Say It, incredible videos. And it's Thank really you. cool. Yeah, especially because... Um, just with everybody that you use in the videos too. I think it's, I think it's really, really good. We, we, we do our best to one, uh, do things that are free cause we have no money. So <laughs> anyone that's, you know, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- those were both videos that we could do ourselves and, um, actually Brooks, our guitar player edited them both. Oh, nice. Um, just on our home computer, you know, so it takes, it takes a little longer and, and all that, but, um, we're able, we have full control. And sometimes when you're limited by finances, it can kind of, you know, force creativity in some ways, but yeah, basically for two years for glass city for two years, I just went around with my camera with his camera actually. And, and just would ask women if I could film them while they're working. (laughs) Oh, cool. And I would like have a folder in my in my trunk of like release forms, and so I, I you know I just caught the 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 woman writing a parking ticket and the woman you know delivering mail and and the random. yoga instructor. Yeah, you know, like so yeah. some people are friends and that's cool, but I wanted like that's a, awesome. a diverse group of women and jobs, and so it took a long time, but eventually we did it, and 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 I think it's I think it's a really cool idea, and I'm happy. I'm happy now that, now that it's done. Um, <laughs> and with Say It, you know, luckily through working with Hollaback, we're friendly with uh, a, a local organization here called Force Upsetting Rape Culture and their project, which is called the Monument Quilt, um, which is sort of for anyone that doesn't know, it's kind of like the AIDS quilt back in the day, but for victims of rape and, and sexual assault. Um, and so survivors can make their own square of a quilt and donate it and and the goal is to one day cover the you know the mall in dc with it just to show like the big impact you know how many people are actually affected by this issue it's huge so um so so we were able to use some of their quilts and and some of their their like you know signage that they use and the warehouse at the time where they were storing things and we just asked people we asked people that were survivors or victims, however they identify, um, if they'd be willing to to show their faces in, in a music video and kind of reclaim that shit. You know what I mean? That's that awesome. Is so that is cool. awesome. It's so cool. Because, yeah, you know, it always means so much more when you can tell it's something that has come from, a per- like, really deep down inside a person. Like, it... it I loved how you were telling us how you did that video because I'm like, dude, like we learned to do podcasting from the ground up. Like literally, mm-hmm. I we went to Virginia Beach. You were telling for- me I was crazy. You were, you were like, when I, we first started, you're like, who do you want to get on a show? And I had this laundry list of like comedians and activists that I admire. And you're like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And now look where we are five years later. And then you <laughs> said, hey, let's build a network. And I said, I don't know how to do any of those things. And we spent a few weeks in Virginia Beach with our one of our co-hosts. And I basically beat my head against the computer until it worked. But those, <laughs> I think those kinds of projects are the most important, right? Because not only is it, does it help you grow as a person, but you really know, 
the the innards, I guess, of what it is you're doing. So, like in your case, you you're like really, a digital Thoreau. I am. You just went out <laughs> into the fucking internet wilderness and made that shit happen. Dude. So, like for you, you really know how these people felt because you were there. I mean, you weren't there when it happened, but like you were there with these people when they, you know, re-experienced that telling you their stories and i just i just think it's amazing i and i'm sure it's really cathartic for the people who went through these experiences to be able to share with someone without judgment and just let everything out and just get it all out and and know that somebody was really hearing them i think i just i i hope so thank you for saying it um and thank you for saying it like that that's actually that really is my hope and and i and i do get that feeling from people when we perform the song live, you know, I think people trust me enough to to share the stories with me. And I, I take that as a great honor, you know, and it's not something I take lightly. Right on. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I've heard m- multiple times that, you know, for, from people in the audience, uh, singing along to your song, Say It, is the only time or the first time that I've actually said I was raped out loud. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. huge. And, and I, and I, we, so I don't, uh, I mean, it's leaving me speechless and I'm doing a fucking interview where I'm supposed to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's, um, it's a big, it's a big thing and we don't take it lightly. And, and, and with every, with every video or project that we do, we try to make sure that we're being true, uh, to the subject matter, because while I've, dealt with a lot of shit in my life i haven't dealt with everything that every woman deals with i've never experienced racism i'm an able-bodied person i'm cisgender like i'm very very privileged so i i really you know i don't want to speak for people i want to make sure that it's but it's true to what's actually happening and that it's you know it matters to people and and that they can hear themselves in it or at least hear like well that that okay that lady's an ally like she gets it you know that's awesome yeah. well, well, and you can give it and giving that platform for them is is just as important you know you giving them that platform is just as, as vital so um i think that's really we that's, try that's a really good thing too yeah you. you are absolutely a warrior you are so compelling <laughs> you have turned our fucking mini episode past our <laughs> usual <laughs> full-length mm-hmm. episode so let's talk about the new album because we must get out of here. Okay. Um, your new album, Capture the Flag, which I believe comes out April 13th. Is that correct? Correct. What can we expect from this album as far as, is there anything, like what can we expect that kind of differs from the first album? Is the tone going to be as fierce? Is it going to be more fierce? Kind of tell us what we can expect because we're going to play mean, your new song, You Don't Tell Me How to Live, the end of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Well, uh, you know, again, like me and me and Brooks have been in bands together for a long time, as you know, Odell. Um, we've mm-hmm. been playing music for a long time, and and I think you know we always strive to keep growing and keep improving and 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 do something different um, than whatever we just did. And so uh, it's obviously still a Warren Women record, but I'm hoping it sounds a little better or um, that there's a little bit of growth there that you can hear in the songs. But I, I think overall, <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited. We got Kathleen Hanna to guest sing on yes, the first um, song. Yes, I saw that. Live, which was amazing. We also have um, Joanna Angel, which is a mm. friend of the band. Um, she's yep. basically like um, 
a, a pornography maven. I don't know yep. the right yep. word. I, I got to I got to know her from uh, yeah, I got to know her from uh, the Jason Ellis show. Listening to that show, she's oh. she's all she's always on uh, on on his podcast. Right yeah, so lovely person, old friend of our bass player. They grew up together, and um, you know, a straight up boss, right? And and so it's she's on the record. Um, so is Brooks's daughter. You'll hear her screaming on a couple songs. And uh, then we got um, another local badass lady, Lauren, uh, from Sharp Tooth, which is a band that's playing Warp Tour this year. Um, okay. So, you know, there's a couple guest stars. And, you know, we we're, we were very conscious. We want to make sure there's enough punk, enough thrash, enough metal, enough singing and along you got Jay, songs. And you got Jay Robbins on it, producing it. Yeah. So how cool, I mean... That's the guy. Like anything that he, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad serious. You know that. I'm glad you that's, know that. That's the dude. Cause like I, I will tell anybody, anything that he produced, I, I almost have literally everything that he has done, either as an artist or as a producer. And um, and Nick, Nick uh, D and I, we were fortunate enough to have Kim Coletta on. Um, yeah. I guess it's been about a year and a half or so ago. Um, yeah, well, on, we launched a network. Actually, we did yeah, a yeah. twelve-hour show, and Kim was nice. Yeah, enough to come on. and and Kim and Kim was nice enough to come on, and and she just raved about uh, about mm -hmm. Jay. And um, when I and when I was reading articles that he was doing, your I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be oh, this is gonna be legit. <laughs> yeah, he's really great to work with. He gets the best drum sounds. His studio is super comfy. Um, it's just a really good working environment. And you know, with Brooks doing sound. He's been a sound engineer and recording engineer also for a long time. And, yeah. and so it's really helpful. They can kind of, you know, tag team a little bit and complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we end up getting a really good, you know, product that we're really proud of by the end of it, which is cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. That sounds like a really positive note to end on. Um, Sean, I cannot thank you enough for this experience. Please yes. tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs, not just your music, but also where we can find <laughs> creating safer spaces and what you have coming up. Cause I'm on your Facebook page. And I see you have a lot of shows coming up here in April. Yeah. Record release shows. So everyone can pre-order our record right now from bridge nine. That would really, really help us if you could do that. Um, uh, Bridge Nine Records totally rules. They're out of Boston and they're really supportive of us. Uh, and frankly, they were kind of the only label that were really interested in us when we were shopping around. So they, <laughs> they deserve a lot of props for taking a chance on us. Um, but you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you want to know more about safer spaces, but you don't live in Baltimore, um, I will fly to your town if you can raise the money. So please just get in touch with Hollaback Baltimore and I will get the message right. and I'll get back to you. Wow. That is awesome. fucking amazing. All right, Shauna, thank, thank you, so, thank you much. so much. And, um, and we are going to play the song off the new album. Are you ready to hit it? The, which drops April 13th. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thank you.